okay, based on the offer that I want to present, who's the ideal audience for that? So we've got our targeting. Now, what can I provide to them that if they engage with it, it will show me that they're a good fit for me to spend more money on in terms of actually presenting an offer? It's Ruthie from RuthieGray.mom, and welcome to Instagram Insider Hacks. So easy, your mom can do it. This is the podcast that teaches you how to authentically deliver your message in a non-pushy way. If you want to receive engagement and investment on your Insta time, listen in. And now, here's your host, me, Ruthie Gray. Well, welcome to this edition to Instagram Insider Hacks, and we have a very special guest today, Miss Allie Bloyd, and welcome, Allie. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here, and Allie, Allie has lots of experience with marketing, and so why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I own Allie Bloyd Media. I started off as primarily being an agency working with local businesses. And I have found that working closely with those business owners to implement their own systems has been extremely rewarding for me. And so we still do that today. And we also um, have added a program for agency owners who work with local businesses. Right now, I do have agency clients if it's a good fit. And then I'm just doing a lot of training, coaching, teaching, um, you know, about four times a week at this point. And so that's ultimately what I try and help them do. And Facebook and Instagram are just the platforms that I see the greatest potential. And it's something that you can do to build a deeper relationship with the people in your community, even if they're not ready to buy, which makes it very unique in terms of, you know, things like search marketing or TV advertising. There is no way to create a relationship with that. It's very much you search for me and here I am, or here's my message about my business. But the content aspect is so powerful. And this gives business owners a voice to be able to share valuable information with people who could potentially work with them. So I love doing it. It really is kind of all I've ever known. Um, and I'm just excited to see, you know, where it goes moving forward. Okay, Allie. So Allie is going to, um, and as you can tell, she has quite the experience and she's been through the gamut and her passion is helping uh, local businesses and which kind of ties in with uh, my um, expertise with Instagram because many of my followers uh, many of you out there either own a local business, a small business, or an online small business, or you're an author, writer, something like that. You have a product. And many times we wonder, how can we get more exposure? And one of the ways we can do that is through Instagram ads. And this is where Allie comes in. So, what Allie's expertise is for us and the way she can help us is by broadening our reach through Instagram ads. And as we all know, Instagram ads tie into Facebook ads too. So 
We want to learn from you today, Allie, how we can do this. How can we set up an ad? How can we run ads in five simple steps? Just so easy your mom can do it. So let's um, let's start with the first thing. What would you say is the first thing we should do? The first thing ultimately is to have an offer. And that is a major issue that I see across local business owners, agency owners, coaches. They don't know what a real offer is, and they definitely don't have one. So we can't simply say, hey, this is what I do. Do you want to buy from me? It doesn't work like that. People need to understand what it is you're trying to provide to them so that they can decide if this is a good fit. So the formulation of the offer is really step one. Ultimately, what I see happening a lot of times is People believe that everything related to this type of advertising is done in the platform, when in reality, so many of the crucial steps, they need to happen before you ever start to create that ad. You need to have a plan. So having your offer would be the very first thing to focus on. There's a lot of different information that goes into that, um, but it is going to be crucial in terms of what your ultimate results are going to be. Okay. So let me stop you right there. When you say having an offer, does that mean it's a product or does it mean it's a, a newsletter freebie or exactly what are you talking about? So there's really three types of offers and ultimately what yours will be is going to be dependent on what it is you're selling. So if you are a service-based business, your offer will focus on that service. If you're a product-based business, it will be product-based. Gated content offers are something where most people have heard the term lead magnet at this point. It is an exchange of information for contact information. That actually is an offer because we are asking for something, but that's not your core offer typically. You're going to be using that as a way to sell your core offer. But ultimately, we need to understand what it is we're trying to sell, number one, and realize that our offer isn't our product or service. It's the way that it's packaged and presented so that someone can get excited about this and really understand what it is they're going to be receiving. So there are several different elements to creating that. But the first step is really saying, what product or service category am I going to focus on that needs to be determined by what it is that's either in demand. We don't want to focus an offer around something that's not selling well because it's a very good indication that it's not really something that people are excited about. You also want to make sure that your margins are good on whatever it is and that it's something you can actually scale because if you have a low margin but high time demand in terms of your offer, if your ads are working really well, it's not going to be something that you can do on a larger scale. So making sure that there is a way to deliver easily what it is that you're promising, but also understanding that we really want to meet people at the right stage of the process to allow them to become the most valuable customer possible. So what I mean by that is, is there a first step that people typically buy from you? Um, I was speaking with one of my students on their strategy call yesterday, and they own a gymnastics and dance gym. They own several of them. So for them, the best possible customer 
is going to start in gymnastics as a toddler, typically. And that's because when they start from that early stage, number one, they're going to be able to be better because they'll have instruction from really a time where children are able to retain it much easier. There's very little fear. So it's a great time for people to get started, but also they have options every stage all the way up until someone is, you know, 18 years old, if not more. So if they can get people in at the toddler level, they ultimately could be creating lifetime customers or customers that are worth a significant amount more than if we were to focus on, you know, getting a 15 year old that may only have a couple of years to really aggressively work with them. And that's also going to have a lot harder time trying to advance if they are serious about it, because other people have most likely been doing it for a while at that point, and your minds and your bodies are just not quite as flexible in terms of being willing to try some of those things. So for that business, their offer needs to focus on the toddler gymnastics classes, because that entry point will allow them to have more profitable customers over time, which will allow their business to grow significantly. So you need to look at the process in which people go through the different service offerings or product offerings that you have. You need to identify the right fit. If you're listening right now and you say, wow, I, I don't know what an offer is, or I'm confident we don't have one in our business, then that's really where you need to start. You need to dig in and do some research and actually have a couple of blogs on my website on that topic if it is something that you want to dig into a bit more. But having that offer, like I mentioned, that will allow us to choose the right images for our ads or to record the right videos. It'll allow us to have the right targeting and have the right copy. So step one is going to be solidifying the offer you're going to be presenting in your advertising. And so what I'm hearing is the best thing you can do is not offer everything to everyone, but really niche down and um, study your followers, study your audience and decide, just make a decision about their likes and dislikes, their age group, um, exactly who, because I did this for a long time too. And it just, it really is nebulous when everyone is your target audience. You really need to, like for me, most of my listeners, the bulk of them are empty nest moms who have been told you need to be on Instagram to reach your target follower like millennials or or whatever. And then they come over there and they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing here on Instagram. And so even though I have other listeners that are on the fringe, you know, the the bulk of them are my age. They've raised their kids and now they're ready for their second life and they're trying to understand Instagram. So I totally get what you're saying there about the offer and getting clear and niching down. So Great info. So walk us through step two, Allie. So step two, once you have your offer, is really formulating your ad plan. So the strategy that I teach, the strategy that I use, whether it's for my own business or my clients, is a three-step process. And so you really want to identify who are those people based on the offer I know I'm going to be presenting that would be most receptive to this and what types of targeting do I have available? So is this something where I can get super specific 
targeting wise? Or am I going to have to go a little bit more broad and let my content identify the best prospects? So that's usually what we would be doing regardless of how good the targeting is, because ultimately there is no targeting option that's going to show intent. And intent is something you've got to have if you're going to buy something. So it is something we can actually create in someone through our content, but we do need to know, is this going to be a process where I really need to educate people on the front end? Or is this something that the mass market is familiar with, that they buy regularly, so that I can do a little bit more with cold traffic? So for the example that I just gave of the gymnastics studios, luckily, we have really solid targeting in terms of parents with children, ages, you know, under three and three through five, we've got those options. People primarily on Facebook, but also on Instagram, they let the world know when they have a kid and Facebook knows that information. So ultimately, if you're announcing when you have a child, they're going to know how old that child is. It's not very difficult to tell just based on platform activity. So because of that, we know it's going to be fairly easy for us to identify parents of young children in our area. If you are a local business, you have to be focused on a specific area of your city. Most businesses, especially those with physical locations, you can't cater to your entire state. You can't cater to your entire nation. It's going to be city focused, but usually it's going to be specific areas within that city that are going to be a better fit for what you do. So what I try and tell my students is, it's not that you don't want to advertise everywhere in your city, but why waste money advertising to areas that you know with virtually 100% certainty will never produce a high volume of customers? We really don't suggest that virtually any business just go direct to cold traffic with their offer. At that point, those people have never heard of you. They have no idea what you do. You have no idea if they need your help. And it's really probably going to be their first exposure to you. You can't expect someone to be exposed to you once and then to give you money. It very rarely is going to happen like that. We also have seen a higher a higher level of touch points to ultimately convert people on social media as compared to several years ago, just based on the fact that there are more advertisers, people are becoming a little bit more immune to seeing these ads on social platforms. Whereas in the past, you could very easily get people to opt into your offer. But now we've just seen so many ads and so many of them are all the same. There's nothing really special about them that you need to work for it. And I think that's probably the most important thing to realize is that no one owes you their business. You need to be committed to getting that person to work with you as a customer or to buy from you as a customer. And nothing is guaranteed. You know, this person has a lot of other people vying for their business. So be willing to do what it takes and don't expect this to be a, you saw my ad, now you buy from me process because that is not how it works. And if you believe that's how it works, you're going to see very poor results. And you're also going to believe that this type of advertising won't work for you. So you have to realize that trying to blast the world with your offer 
even with specific targeting, it's not enough most of the time because you can get leads, you can get sales doing that, but what you can't do is scale it because you're going to spend so much money on ads that go to people who have no interest that it's ultimately going to cause your cost per lead, your cost per acquisition to become too high to sustain this advertising. So what people might try and do is they that's what they do. They blast some type of offer or some type of work with us or call us today style ad to just this cold traffic audience that show no interest. Maybe they'll get a few results up front. Maybe they won't. But even if you do, that audience is exhausted very, very quickly because the people who you did get, they probably already knew who you were or they were just somebody who was actively searching for what it is you have. You didn't know that, but they were just the low hanging fruit. Once that's gone, the audience is going to be really difficult for you to penetrate if that's all you're ever doing. So having an actual strategy in place so that you know who you're going to, what you're going to say to them, and where you're ultimately trying to get them, that is such an enormous part of this. But again, something that most people just never take the time to put together, or even if they want to put it together, they're just not sure how to go about that. So those two steps are pretty big. Both of them happen off the platform. You haven't, you haven't even created anything yet, and we're already moving into step three. So there's, there's quite a bit of front-end work that someone needs to do to make this a long-term part of their business, but that's what we as business owners should do. Be willing to put in the work to implement systems that will serve us long-term, not just shiny objects that we hop to and give it a try, see if it works and, and move on if we don't see immediate results. Right. We need to do the background work. So in summary, uh, for the first two steps is uh, know your offer what that is for sure. And then number two was more generating the leads that you already have, correct? Is that kind of how you would sum that up? Just trying to identify what the opportunities are for us. So opportunities within the targeting, I guess you really could break it down to just targeting and ad strategy for level two. Level three is really where you want to start to build your audience and start to take advantage potentially of some of the opportunities that you already have. Every business should have some type of traffic, some type of engagement, some type of list of leads. Um, but most of the time, they're just kind of sitting there not really doing anything. So like I mentioned before, if you have this business that is able to sell to a lot of different people because they need it, um, let's say that it is like a hair salon, you know, everybody has hair. It doesn't mean everybody's going to work with you, but we have a lot more opportunity in the market because if I can cut men's hair, women's hair, children's hair, adults' hair, hair styling, hair coloring, I mean, that's like everyone. The question is, why would someone come to me? And that's going to be back to the offer. But again, we can't target everyone. It just won't work for us unless we have boatloads of money to, um, you know, put into this. And so what you do need to say is, okay, based on the offer that I want to present, who's the ideal audience for that? So we've got our targeting. 
Now, what can I provide to them that if they engage with it, it will show me that they're a good fit for me to spend more money on in terms of actually presenting an offer. So that is where the content creation comes into play. And that's what makes this type of advertising so unique is that the content element is not only there, it's very important because that's why people are on these platforms. Everything on these platforms is content. So if you're not trying to fit within what these platforms are designed to do, you're going to have a really hard time. You're trying to swim upstream. So if my offer were for hair coloring for women, you know, anywhere from, we'll call it 25 to maybe 55, then I want to put out content that is focused on hair coloring, such as what are the top five trends in hair color right now? That could be a very easy one. If someone is engaging with that content, it shows me that they care about the topic of hair coloring and they also care about recent trends that's a really great indication that someone could be a good fit for this offer. So if they're engaging, I'm then going to be sending them that offer focused ad, but that's also something you're going to be doing in that content creation process. So it's recording the videos or writing the blog content or simply writing the ad copy and either putting together short videos or compelling images that will ultimately fit within that strategy that you've already put together. So these don't have to be complicated. You can have two lines of copy and a very simple image for your ad, but it's not going to work sending it to the world. Again, it could work very well sending it to people who we know have an interest. So ultimately the ads themselves can be simple. What happens is that because it can be simple, we just expect it to work with that one simple ad. And at the end of the day, I feel like the level one content, which is that educational content that we're going to use to understand if someone has an interest, that typically is what will take the longest amount of time, but it doesn't have to take a long time. It really can be a short you know, 60 second video talking about a topic. You don't have to be in a studio. You can just be on the job, just talking to the camera. It literally does not have to have any production value to it. And it could be written content as well. But I think everybody is probably familiar with the fact that video makes a really big difference. And so that's very much what we encourage people to do. But anything that can be used as a way to provide value and identify interest, that tends to take people a little bit longer. But once you have that, those other ads can be very simple and very easy at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing that, um, and this is what I have uh, found out on my end at least, that video generates more response and therefore video ads are going to generate more response too, correct? Absolutely. So the truth of it is that in terms of response, back in our ad strategy, step two, we need to be identifying what are we looking to see from these ads? Is it a scheduled call? Is it a scheduled appointment? Is it a sale online? Is it, you know, someone calling us on the phone? What is our goal? When you know what your goal is, it's going to be a lot easier to create things that will lead to that goal. For video, what we really want to do, especially at that level one education 
type of, you know, ad. Video works so well because we can create audiences based on that one specific video. So let's say that I am that hair salon and that hair color video is one of my videos. Well, maybe I've got another video that is um, three ways for men to have the appearance of thicker hair. All right. Well, those two people that are watching those two videos, they're very different. One is a man who wants thicker hair. One is a woman who likes to color her hair. They're not going to respond to the same things. So I don't want to build an audience of both of them necessarily because then how am I going to get the right message to each of those people? So based on that one hair color video, I can create an audience of people who've watched it, who've watched it 25% or 50% or 75% or 100%. The higher up you go, typically the more interest they're going to have. Although I will say, consider how good your videos are if you're just getting started, because that could be a factor. Um, But I now have this really specific audience of people who I know are women interested in hair color. That makes my next ad to them very easy. I know who I'm talking to. I know what they're interested in. I'm going to say, hey, get your first color free or get your first cut free with the color as a new client. Go ahead and book your appointment now. I mean, it really could be as simple as that when you're talking to the right people. But if you were just building this mass warm audience of people who've engaged with you, watched your videos, gone to your website, that can be effective, but you still are going to have a disconnect in terms of who are these people and what is it that they really want from me? Because most businesses are selling more than one thing, more than one product, more than one service. They've got different avatars. So that's one reason video is so powerful is simply the audience building factor. But you can share so much more content in video than you can in a written post. People are going to be more likely to consume that content, which is the goal. You want them to hear from you. You want them to get that value. So being able to really get your message across in video is also a big benefit. And it's also the cheapest objective that gets the best results in those early stages. So if I'm looking for a click to my blog, which also can be used at the same stage, but it's it's just more expensive. If I can get a two second video view cost, I'm hyped if I get a 20 cent cost per click. You know, that's a significant price difference when you're talking about lots and lots of results. So I can still achieve the same goals, but I am going to pay more for it over here and maybe necessarily won't get any better results. So it's cheaper. It's faster. It's more effective. It really is like checking all the boxes here. And the big reason people don't do it is simply because they're nervous. They haven't done video. They don't know what to say. But if you can just kind of get out of your comfort zone, you will definitely see the results as long as you are using it in the right way. Kind of goes back to what we already talked about. Video is great, but if your video is still saying, hey, buy from me, (laughs) it's going to get the same result as if it were just an image that said, hey, buy from me. You've got to make sure you are following the natural human relationship process because that is what we are designed to respond to. You will not necessarily just respond to someone who walks up to you, asks you to buy, and you're going to hand over your credit card. So think of your ads in the exact same way and be willing to develop the relationship like you would in real life because it's going to serve you financially 
long term. Exactly. And that's something that I I tell my followers all the time. If you are always talking about your product in every single post, then that is the surest way to deaden your audience. You need to develop that know, like, and trust. You need to share yourself in stories. You need to share about you, but about like at product education and education surrounding that. There are so many things. I know you teach this too, Allie, is how you can branch off into different categories that you can educate people about that surround your product that, that it's not, you're not selling, you're just educating and you're delivering tons of value. And that is, that is, that all ties in to the whole strategy. So developing that know, like, and trust factor, as we like to say. So what is the next step in our process? The next step is really pulling together the assets for your ads. So are you going to have video? If so, it's time to create it. Is this going to be a focus on an image? Okay, let's go through what we have and see what's going to work best. Is this going to be um, something that is highly you know, graphically created? Or is this just going to be a very simple image, which, which can work so well? I tell my students, you know, when you're trying to look for something for a new ad, just scroll through your phone, scroll through the photos that you have taken throughout life. And usually there are some great options right there that don't need a single thing done to them. Sometimes they're the best ones to choose because they can spark an idea for an angle or for a story that you can tell based on what that photo was. So one example that I give of that is I had just a photo of me and my daughter on the very first day of potty training. So it was just me and her outside, like we weren't in the bathroom or anything like that, but I knew that that's what that photo was from. It was her first day of potty training. So I created this story, like how is marketing like potty training? And I went through and I list, you know, the just funny similarities and was able to tie what I do into that story. I would not have done that had I not seen the photo. And I've done that with photos from our vacations, just tying things unrelated to your business. And it may not come super easily to everyone. Um, like I said, I've, I've been writing since I was really young, so it feels natural to me. But if you never attempt to do it, you will absolutely never be good at it. So sometimes it just takes looking at those things and thinking, is there a way I can relate this? Because going back to the no like, and trust factor, we like people who we know who they are and that they're sharing their lives with us, their families, their children, behind the scenes. That's the content we see naturally on these platforms anyway. And so it's the blend in to stand out method. And that works particularly well for images. For videos, I usually like the videos to stand out. Um, and that works really well because what you're providing is still very valuable. Um, but with images, that's kind of the direction that usually always works best. I do have like some images that we use that have text on them, but it's not something that I think everyone has to do. I think you just need to be testing. You also just want to pull your ad copy together. So what am I going to be saying on these different ads? And is it in line with what my goals are? Is it in line with what the offer is? Is it in line with the avatar? Let's just go ahead and write it out. Make sure it's a good fit. So we've got everything we need to actually create the ads. And that's going to be our final step is to just set them up in ads manager. 
that's the funniest part here is that it's the last step, but it's usually what everyone just starts with. And that is ultimately why they're not seeing results because they, they didn't do the groundwork. Once you have all of those things done, setting up these ads can take 30 minutes. I mean, it's really that simple. Add your images in, copy and paste your text because you've already written it. Choose the targeting, which you already know where it should be going. Choose the right objective based on the goal that you're looking to see. Set your budget, press publish. It's really that straightforward once you get to that stage. So you have made it, um, you have broken it down for us so that we we really know that we've got to do the background work first so that we don't waste money, so that we don't hit the wrong audience, so that we do have some warm leads and people are interested and we know they're interested and we know who they are. We know their demographic. We know their age. We know their interests, their likes, their dislikes. And so that makes it so much easier to do the final step, which is the the whole actual running of the ad. And I love that you said it's okay to take a simple photo. All of us take photos all the time. And um, even if the majority of them aren't that great, there's got to be one or two in there that are good. And you can relate that to your subject. And I like how you made that um, so simple. And then we can just bring our copy together based on all the research that we've done. And then we're ready to go. I have really enjoyed what you've shared with us today and how we can just tie this all together, Allie. Um, I really appreciate this. Yeah, I hope other people will find it helpful as well. I know it, it may sound like a lot in terms of the background, but really as business owners, you need to do that anyway. So if you don't know what your offer is, if you don't know who you're trying to serve, even if you never advertise on Instagram, you still need to know that because that will affect every other advertising platform as well. So just be willing to dive deep into your own business. And usually you can do it once and you don't really have to do it again. It's not that things may not change over time, but when you can really sit down, set aside the time to dig into your numbers, look at what you're paying for a lead, look at what you're paying for a customer. Those numbers will guide you so much and the data is there, but most people just, they haven't sat down and really mapped this out so that they have that game plan, but it is going to be so valuable regardless of where you advertise, but it's very, very important, especially on a platform like Instagram, where there's a lot of competition for the eyeballs. You know, people are scrolling quickly, typically, and they're following their favorite brands and their favorite influencers. And, you know, you have got to do something to get their attention. Otherwise, they will not even register that they saw you. Um, but ironically, it is some of the more simple images that get the most attention ultimately. Well, um, Allie, I am going to ask for those couple of uh, blog posts that you referenced earlier, and I will drop those in the show notes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so tell us where can folks find you? So I am on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And typically you can just look for Allie Bloyd or Allie Bloyd Media and I will show up. That's pretty much my name or my handle on every platform. 
My website's AllieBloydMedia.com. So that's also pretty straightforward. And I do have some great free trainings on my site um, that you guys can check out if you want to know more about this strategy that I'm talking about. Definitely the blog. There's some good articles on there about offers, about audiences, lots of important fundamentals that go into setting this all up. So if you guys want to connect with me on social, reach out. I would absolutely love to speak with you. And I've really enjoyed being here today. Thank you so much again, Allie, for your time. And we will have all the links in the show notes.